Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share Home Threads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to HomeThreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. HomeThreads, love where you live. That's HomeThreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Megan, it's no secret that I'm a maximalist who loves luxe clothing and home goods. It's also no secret that I'm a minimalist who also loves investing in a handful of small luxe things that will last in service for a long time, especially for my house. And we both love a good deal, which is why we both become obsessed with OneQuince.com, a one-stop shop for curated luxury goods shipped direct from the world's best specialist factories. Quince partners with factories that produce well-known luxury brands and that demonstrate a commitment to high production standards, fair wages, safety, and sustainability. They also focus on essential products with low design costs. Think cashmere cruise, super soft fleece pants, and the down comforters and hotel quality sheets that I stocked up on for my new house. I've also been doing some back-to-school shopping to stock up on fall essentials for me. <laughs> a new denim shirt, everyday gold hoop earrings, and a super cute crossbody bag. Staples are wear on repeat all season, shipped directly from the factory, no middle person, no upcharge. Altogether, that's how Quince is able to keep prices up to 50 to 80% lower than other brands. Real Simple, In Style, Fast Company, Refinery29, and Fortune all agree with us. Quince is a game changer. Take advantage of a brand new offer just for our listeners. Get 10% off any purchase of $100 or more with the code FEED10. There's always free shipping and 365-day returns. Just go to onequince.com slash D-I-J-F-Y. That's O-N-E-Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Quality shouldn't be a luxury. Try Quince today. It starts when you go grocery shopping, because when your fridge and pantry 
is packed, when they are packed with the right things, it is so much easier to get creative, keep it varied, and just keep it moving. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Hey guys, before we get started, don't forget to subscribe right where you're listening today. And if you, I don't know, if you love us, <laughs> leave us a rating and review. Was that too emotionally manipulative? Maybe I, it was. <laughs> I think that's parenthood in a nutshell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but truly, those ratings and reviews help other busy home cooks find us. And we love that. Yeah. If you've ever one ever wondered what we mean by that, you know, every digital platform has an algorithm. So Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the places where you listen, they give ranking to, epi- to individual episodes, to podcasts in general. So like, if you really like an episode, it's the time to leave a review. And we think this one is going to be a hot one because we're going to tell you what to buy for the best back to school season ever. <laughs> I'm laughing because I feel like that's a bit like a real overpromise, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, I think starting with best back to school season ever is already like, womp womp. I know. A little more complicated than we anticipated. Uh, for even sure. Just several months ago. But hey, we still have to pack lunch anyway. <laughs> yeah. And that's a thing, right? Like, no matter how crazy the world is, you can feed yourself and feed your family well and have some control over that piece of it. I'm really excited about this episode because here, I made a little joke before we hit record, I'm going to pull back the curtain, that I feel like I've written this article a thousand times and it's just the same stuff over and over. But actually, it is a really good reminder There is a go-to list, and I think that taking two steps back and making sure that you get what you need from the grocery store is actually half of the battle of packing school lunch. So when people say, I don't know, I'm so uninspired, I pack the same things over and over again, I really think that solving that problem doesn't start the morning you're packing the lunch. It starts when you go grocery shopping, because when you're fridge and pantry is packed, when they are packed with the right things, it is so much easier to get creative, keep it varied and just keep it moving. Yes. I feel like if you're stumped at lunch packing time, it's too late. (laughs) Yeah. You've you've already gone off course. Okay. So you're like, now I'm just going to throw you to the wolves and say, well, since you've (laughs) written this article so many times, Oh, also, I should add, we have two other like shopping cart related episodes from previous seasons too, which we'll always link to in the show notes. But we've definitely done a like what's in our freezer, what we always buy at the grocery store. And that can be really helpful for both like school lunches and easy back to school dinners too. So be sure to go check those episodes out before Stacey gives us her back to school list. (laughs) (laughs) Or after after this episode. Okay, so... I was thinking that it might be helpful to organize this by like first carbs and proteins and then we can do like fruits, vegetables, and then snacks. What do you think? I love that. Cause is that the formula? Is that your lunch formula? Carbs and proteins, veggies and fruit snacks. Yeah. Right. I would add fun stuff. 
Like I think snacks is the fun stuff yeah, category where you can that, put yeah. treats and stuff. So yeah. it's okay. like, for me, it's like a four part. It is. It's a four part. It's a formula, right? So yeah. you have your main. And for me, the main is I usually just think like some carbs, some protein, then fruit, then vegetable, then the extra thing. And I think that the extra thing should be something that brings food joy. So I think that makes the category really wide. A snack can be healthy. It can be not healthy. It can have sprinkles. It cannot have sprinkles, but it's something that your kid is going to really like. It's also something that, you know, your kid will eat because, you know, the fruits and vegetables, who knows, it's probably variable. Although we have an episode on how to pack vegetables in school lunch you know, there are ways to do it. You know, the main is something that I also try to make sure is something that my kids like, because I do think that as much as we're trying to make it possible for you to keep things creative and to keep variety going, actually what trumps that is your kid eating the main. Right. Like reduced food waste. You, you're not picking up a hungry, cranky kid. There's so many pieces to the puzzle of like school lunch. And those are more important to us than like trying something new. Yeah. So the main can also be the same thing over and over too, but that fun thing that je ne sais quoi, that little something extra. (laughs) Um, Okay. So let's talk carbs. Okay. You know, I guess I should just say at first, we're going to talk about carbs for that are gluten full. Is that how you say it really? Because I want to be mindful of the fact that some people are packing gluten-free lunches too. In some cases, there are swaps. So of course, there's gluten-free bread. Bread is the place to start. Sliced bread, but also think beyond that pretzel rolls are something that my kids love. And sometimes I don't know if you've seen they have the big pretzel rolls and then they have the little pretzel rolls, like the Mm -hmm. little like bites, pretzel bites. Yes. My kids love that. So like really explore the bread aisle. Tortillas. A carb can also be grains. Before we move on for bread, can I give honorable mention to English muffins and mini bagels, both of which are great like for building sandwiches, but also can be like breakfast for lunch or be turned into pizzas or pizza, like lunchable DIY type things. So those are two that are like always in my grocery cart. Yes. Love that. Okay. Grains. Yep. Tortillas, you know, you can make, you know, wraps, tacos, burritos, just roll-ups of any kind that, you know, you serve like cut in half or you can cut them up like quote unquote sushi style. Yeah. Grains for grain bowls. I love this, especially uh, for older kids who are into like, you know, eating salads or, you know, are happy or to you're put just like really something together. To- fill them up because they're athletes like you're you know that's a way to bulk up fruits and vegetables and other proteins yeah totally so i mean my kids really like quinoa i know that people think that quinoa not everybody likes quinoa and i get it but i really i'm just gonna side note here (laughs) i think i have it as a video on my instagram if not i'm gonna repurpose it and i'm gonna post it on didn't i just feed you because there really is a way to cook quinoa so that it doesn't taste smoky and weird. Do you think it's a 
over thing for quinoa. I feel like it's also a texture. Like people don't, they think it should either be soft or be kind of crunchy. And because it kind of falls somewhere in between, it's weird to people. But if you really, really wash it and you steam it using my method, which is really just a method. It's not like I didn't create it, but I do think it's a way that people aren't aware of. It does come out fluffy, white quinoa. If you get red quinoa, it does have a slightly harder texture. Right, or like mixed. I think that's such an important distinction too. It's like, what kind of quinoa are you buying and cooking? Yeah, so white quinoa, I'm gonna post how to cook it. It really can come out very fluffy and much more neutral than you might expect. So I don't know why I'm going hard for quinoa today, but I just am, I guess it's my... Weird, but true. Okay, pasta. So everybody who's been listening for a while knows that I love to pre-cook some cut pasta so that I can make tuna pasta salad or any kind Y'all, of pasta it's salad. It's so really. brilliant. Stacy, I've said this recently in another episode, but like the fact that Stacy was like, you don't never cook just a pound of pasta really changed my lunch packing life. And like orzo, orzo is a really great pasta that's small and manageable and soft or pastina. Like it comes in all different shapes. It's so filling. You can do so many things with it. Crackers. Let's not forget about crackers. I love like, I mean, you can't bring them to school, but one of my favorite lunches is just like a little scoop of tuna or egg salad and almond thins and some veggies. It's so delicious. We even um, do that formula with anything, like yeah, not just right? the almond thins. I would eat that. I mean, I wouldn't eat tuna salad and egg salad. <laughs> I was going to say you would. <laughs> I would eat a, a lunch like that with like pretzels, hard, yes. crunchy pretzels. Yeah. Right. And there you go. Pretzels, pita chips, tortilla chips, all of those things. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, you don't always have to think about the protein being if you, if you guys aren't vegetarian or vegan, it doesn't always have to be like deli meat or, you know, the typical proteins, tuna, it can just be a dip made with Greek yogurt, like tzatziki or hummus or Or black bean bean dip, right? So you get tons of protein with that. And then it's just also fun. I don't know. Did I miss any carbs? Well, I just want to add that like for brass tax purposes, like we talked a little bit about quinoa, but one of the things or like cooking a whole bunch of pasta, one of the things that I have been putting in my cart a lot lately has been pre-cooked greens. I think it's the brand Seeds of Change. They have like those fresh packed I've envelopes. Seen those and I can't find them locally. I really want to try. Are they good? Yeah, I've really enjoyed the brown rice, and that's been like a, a game changer for making a quick little salad on the weekends. That is either like my lunch or can be packed in school lunches, or cooking a batch of brown rice before or farro or whatever it is before the week yeah. starts. We've talked about in our freezer shopping episode, like how we both. Do like I think frozen rice is good or rice medley or whatever. I think that can be one of those great things to throw in your cart and that can save you time and energy if you're not sure what you're gonna cook for lunches that week or whatever, prep for lunches. Um so yeah, just a reminder that like we're talking about all these different things, but we also sometimes shortcut those sort of ingredients too for lunch boxes. Absolutely. I just wanna also this randomly popped into my mind, but ramen noodles. Yes. Yes. Right. And there's a lot of different ways you don't have to pack the soup necessarily. Although in the winter, if your kid likes a nice warm thermos lunch, it's a great one. It's a really good one. But even just using the noodles 
you know, dressing them ahead of time so that they get like a little bit soft or just softening them with hot water from the kettle that you use to make your coffee or tea in the morning and then throwing them with a dressing and a hard boiled egg or something like that. Yeah. I love that. Um, and my kids love it too. That sort of like chopped salad, ramen salad. (laughs) We talked about with like that. You do like bagged slaw or bagged salad and like slivered almonds and make a little dressing with the seasoning packet and sesame oil and rice wine vinegar. And like, that is like something I forget to make, but when I do it always delights my kid and it's like, just does not require you to cook the ramen. I mean, can we just please talk for two seconds about how delicious ramen flavor seasoning is? (laughs) It is so good. It is so good. But if you guys are feeling like, for whatever reason, that's between you and yourself, that you don't like those little packets that come with the ramen, Megan turned me on to Jacobson Salt Company. They make a ramen seasoning that is so delicious. It's really good. Like, I put it on everything. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> it is so good. We're obsessed with it. Isaac gets weird like when we're running low. Like, did you Does order he? it already? Like, oh, like, I need it. Yeah. Wait, wait, why not to take us too far off track, but like what does he eat it on the most? Oh, mostly just ramen. He likes yeah. it. Like okay. ramen's one of his favorite foods. And something so, he can make himself. So totally. Yeah. So he just puts a couple of teaspoons in water. Mm-hmm. When I'm making it for him, sometimes I'll add a like tablespoon of miso too. Yeah. And then like that's it. Okay, moving on to proteins. All right, let's move on to proteins. So I, is it so predictable that I'm going to start with eggs? It's I very bilious. eggs. I love <laughs> eggs. Yes, Do you want to hear a weird side note? So oh, always, how many I, side notes will this episode? <laughs> I, I don't know. But I love eggs so much. And when people are like, I don't know, eggs are weird. They gross me out. I'm like not empathetic to that, right? But then recently I was somewhere and they had duck eggs available. And I like duck eggs. I've, I've eaten duck eggs. I've eaten quail eggs, whatever. But I was like, you know, maybe duck eggs give me a tiny bit of pause. Okay. Like morally? Yeah. No. Or no. no. Okay. So Culinarily. Like, is it gross? Like maybe eggs are gross. And then I couldn't go down that path because I love eggs so much and I rely on them. I lean on them a lot, especially for school lunch. Making a huge batch of hard boiled eggs is just part of my back to school routine. It makes a really great breakfast that I feel even if my kid just eats one hard boiled egg. You're like, okay, they're covered. Yes. Right. Yeah. I feel that deeply. Yeah. Egg salad is a favorite in my house. Lots of dill, some relish or some cornichon, some, you know, whatever. Oh, I had an egg salad recently at a Japanese place. You know, those uh, fluffy bread egg salad sandwiches yeah. that Japanese make that had frizzled shallots in it. It was so mm, good. So a little good. fancy, a little extra. But if you don't like mayo salads, though, even just slicing me, an AKA egg. me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever, like, I'll take... Talking specifically to me. (laughs) But I've done it with, like, crusty sourdough bread, just a light smear of mayo, uh, a little bit of Dijon, and then sliced hard-boiled egg and cornichon. So I would eat that. Like, that's a very French little sandwich, too. Sometimes you see it with, like, sliced tomatoes and... Did you say tuna? Not even tuna salad, but, like, canned tuna that's been dressed with olive oil and a little vinegar and salt. Um, on a beautiful baguette, I would eat that. And like, I don't love deviled eggs. 
I oh my eat them. God, I know. my heart, Megan. But who introduced me? Now I can't remember who introduced me to the idea of like taking a hard boiled egg or like a soft boiled egg and doing like a swipe of mustard or a swipe of mayonnaise oh, and then yes, like seasoning we- it. I feel like we talked about this in a holiday episode. Yeah, that's one of, I will eat that as a little like snacky situation. It's the, so it's, it's a very weird thing where it's like, it's not the combination of mayonnaise and egg. It's like the tossing them together to the yeah. point where I don't know what's in it. And I'm more totally. inclined to eat both of those things, all of those things, whether it's chicken salad or egg salad, if I make them. Totally. But I just love like a hard boiled egg or a fried egg so much that I would 1000% of the time choose to have just that rather than like go the extra step of making egg salad. But Brian and Ella love, love egg salad. I love, they're my people. Um, I also, (laughs) you just gave me a thought that if your kid feels similarly to Megan, just have some hard boiled eggs, put in some pretzels, and then in a little dip container, you know, maybe a little, if they like mustard, like Oliver's obsessed with Annie's mustard. It's the only mustard he'll eat. Like squeeze in a little Annie's mustard and then put a little like everything bagel seasoning. Yes. And it's like the kind of like they can dip, they can sprinkle, they eat. Dip, sprinkle, yes. eat. There's a formula for you. Yeah, I love that. Also, recently we had leftover hard-boiled eggs and veggies actually from a snack dinner. And at the end of the snack dinner, I chopped up the veggies and the hard-boiled eggs and like just made toss them in a little vinaigrette and put that in the fridge. And that was great yeah. lunch fodder for several days. That's so like awesome. you can make a salad with hard-boiled eggs that's not like egg salad. Yeah, and you know it's interesting that you really rarely see that, but it's the same thing with tuna. Like tuna salad, we typically think of being very mayo heavy, but then there are French and Italian versions that are more vinaigrette based, and we totally accept that. So why yeah. not with eggs also? Why not? Okay, before we move on from eggs, because yeah. I feel like we're veering into like tuna, um, talking about other protein sources, frittatas. Yes. Which you can like bake and then ha- serve like squares or whatever in lunch boxes or turn them into to breakfast burritos. Also, omelets. Don't think like French omelet. Think Japanese style omelet where you make it really thin and you can essentially turn the egg into a tortilla and wrap it up with like cream cheese and veggies and make sort of like a sushi roll with it. And then Stacey turned me on to the idea of like scrambling eggs and putting them on a sandwich too, which I don't know why I've never done that before. As much as I love to pack breakfast for lunch, my my mind wasn't open to it yet until Stacey said. (laughs) (laughs) And like you can scramble with a little bit of, you have a little bit of tomato leftover. We've been talking about over the summer, we talked a lot about grating fresh tomato. Yeah. So Greeks will grate fresh tomato, cook that pulp until it gets a little bit thick, and then scramble eggs in that with a little bit of olive oil. Or if that feels like too involved, just like a dollop of pesto in the scrambled eggs, or you can use pesto as the spread. Like, you know, there are a lot of different ways that you can scramble eggs that make it interesting on a sandwich. Yes. Why do we not have a whole egg episode yet? I mean, listen, you know, I it's would coming. love it, but it is. It's good. We're going to have to do it. There's so much eggs are. I think January feels like the time. Okay. Let's okay. Do it. Just put it out okay. there. Okay. <laughs> Other protein. You mentioned tuna, like canned tuna, tuna which we keep on hand for yo-yo dinners because my husband yep. loves it. Any brand is absolutely fine, whatever works for you. But we're just going to give a shout out to Safe Catch and Wild Planet, our two great 
brands that we like. I think one of them, maybe Wild Planet, also makes a canned chicken now. They do, yes. Right? Which I find a little bit unnerving for some reason, but it's like (laughs) one of those random things. Like Mike won't eat canned tuna. Yeah. He finds that unnerving. That's He's like, where, why would I eat fish that came in a can? I struggle with that also. But like <laughs> canned salmon would eat, canned chicken would eat. So I don't I know. know. Part weird. of it is like childhood trauma of like having tuna <laughs> be one of those things that we just always ate because it was so cheap. Yes. Like so much tuna pea wiggle, tuna noodle casserole, whatever you call it. So yeah, I get I get that. But that so listen, canned chicken available. is really great for... Both canned chicken, canned tuna is great for like making chicken salad or making little like chicken croquettes where you basically make a fritter with the chicken and whatever veggies you want. So it is a nice shortcut, something to keep in your pantry if you're just like desperate. You're out of leftovers. You got to make something for lunch. No judgment. We're telling you the options. <laughs> we should stop um, giving our opinions on the options. I know. We, but really we should not be such a great podcast. <laughs> if it was just completely agnostic of our personality yes, and opinions. Yes. Um, okay. Hummus, bean dips. I'm going to go fast and then you can chime in and like okay. add to it because you have so much to add. Just canned beans in general. Yeah, uh, I'd roast- add crispy beans to that. Like yeah. whether you get the like yeah. crunchy chickpeas or whatever you like, or edamame comes a lot of times now, flash fried and crunchy yeah. to put in there, snacky. Okay. I was just going to say roasted chickpea snacks. Like that counts as protein, guys. So if that becomes like a snack element in your lunchbox, then just do like, you know, I don't know chips and salsa on the side yeah. like that totally works we oh love my gosh, cheese, cheese. <laughs> like cream cheese mozzarella cheese cheese sticks sliced cheese for roll-ups and sandwiches i mean just cheese or just like a cheese plate lunch you yeah. know so like cube up some cheese that your kid likes pickles grapes apples sliced baguette maybe some ham roll-ups like who doesn't want that lunch i want that for lunch i want that lunch <laughs> I also want to shout out, like, we love the Baby Bell cheeses, the, yes. like, wrapped in wax. But now, is it Laughing Cow makes, remember the, like, cheese and cracker dips that were so popular when we were, like, kids and teenagers? And it was, like, highly processed cheese on one side and then crackers on the other side with, like, a yeah. little red plastic spreader. The well, crackers now, laugh- were, like, the most, they just looked like rods of... <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like uniform color and shape yes. ever. <laughs> Recently, we've grabbed the, I think it's Laughing Cow brand. They make that like soft cheese that usually comes in a round. And now triangles. they make a snack. Yeah, it's like a round <laughs> of triangles. Now they make a snack pack and it's really good. It's like soft cheese and it's flavored. And then it has like legit pretzel rods for dipping. So none you of know. those like <laughs> pale ass breadsticks <laughs> and processed cheese. <laughs> like something actually delicious. Oh my gosh. I used to love trying to peel the shows that I have like OCD tendencies, I think maybe. Peel, you know how it comes in like aluminum foil wrap? Yes. <laughs> right? I used to want to peel off the foil so that no cheese stuck to it. Yes. And then there's some kind of weird sensory thing where laughing cow cheese, I like eating it with my fingers, like pinching off. <laughs> It sounds so gross, especially in the time of COVID. (laughs) (laughs) 
I thought you were going to talk about how it has like some some buoyancy. It's got like a bouncy texture <laughs> yes, to it. I, I think that's why I like like a pinch off a piece with my fingers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no, that then, all like, kind of tracks for me. I'm like, yeah, yeah I can, I've never done that, but like I can see it. Yeah, it yes. was very satisfying to my senses. Yes. Before we dig into more, let's take a quick minute to hear from our sponsors. Back to school is here and with it, so are all of the transitions that make this time of year feel particularly hectic. Oh yeah, and in the midst of it all, we're looking for a few moments to breathe and also to have some fun. Enter KiwiCo. They provide a breather for us and fun for the kids in one handy box delivered straight to your door. Every month, KiwiCo sends your child everything they need to work on a cool, hands-on science or art project. The kids can literally open the box and get started. No shopping or legwork for us. Ella has been really into the doodle crates recently, which engage her in projects like journaling and soap making that really delight her artistic side. It's so needed after a long day of school. And Oliver is such a builder. He loves the tinker crates. He gets to build awesome things like walking robots and a hydraulic claw. The crates always deliver real engineering, science, and art projects. Honestly, they're so cool that sometimes I kind of get wrapped up in helping him. But it sure does help knowing that I don't have to help unless I want to. It is such a joy to watch them have fun, be creative, and know that they're also learning new things and exploring new concepts without leaving home. From sailing the solar system to engineering a drip irrigation system and more, with KiwiCo, there's something for every kid at every age. Go to KiwiCo.com to try KiwiCo today. And don't forget to use the code D-I-J-F-Y at checkout to get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line. That's K-I-W-I-C-O.com, coupon code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You. Stacy, we've talked forever about your lunchbox veggie strategy, which is a list of go-to vegetables that your family loves and are easy to pack that you grab every time you go to the market, whether or not you've planned a meal or made a shopping list. It's true. I've been doing it for years because it helps ensure that I always have veggies for packing lunch, even when I'm at my least organized. <laughs> and the number one veggie on my lunchbox veggies shopping list is always grape tomatoes because they are sweet, great tasting year round and easy to take on the go. Us too, which is why we couldn't be more excited about our latest sponsor, Nature Sweet, producers of cherubs and constellation tomatoes, which you can find in our grocery carts every single week. Even more exciting than working with a brand we already love and buy is when our favorite brands launch new products that make life even easier. Our favorite grape tomatoes are now available in super convenient to-go packs that you can grab, pack, and eat. No washing or peeling, just sweet and ready to eat. Both Nature Sweet Cherubs and their Constellations Mix are available in the brand new to-go packs, which come single or in a multi-pack of free that you can store in the fridge without worrying about the quality of your tomatoes. Like all Nature Sweet snacking tomatoes, they are non-GMO and come in packages that are made of recycled material and fully recyclable. So basically, our favorite sweet snacking tomatoes, packed ready to eat, straight from the fridge and already portioned, it's almost too convenient. Almost, Megan, <laughs> but not at all. Bring it on. To learn more about Nature Sweet Cherubs and Constellation To Go Packs and the Nature Sweet 9-Day Get Real Challenge, visit naturesweet.com backslash promotions or at 
NS Tomatoes on Instagram. Is it crazy and stupid to throw in cottage cheese? No child on the planet likes it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Actually, I think there are kids that like it. Also, at the worst case scenario, you can like food process it and throw it into muffins or make some kind of fritter with it. Or even like add it to pasta and pasta sauce to kind of like get a little more protein in basically a pasta bake that you can pack for lunch. So yeah, cottage cheese for sure. Nut butter and nuts if they're allowed. If not, there are nut butter substitutes that have protein. Tofu and edamame. So tofu is maybe leftovers or maybe you cube up some tofu and like prep it ahead of time the way you do pasta. Some like crispy tofu and a dip or a sauce is great. Yeah. I Um, loved cubed tofu in the air fryer recently. And that's a nice way to like batch it and it stays pretty crunchy even if it's been refrigerated. And I love the idea of edamame. That's something I always put in my car like for dinners in shell and also um, shelled versions because the in shell makes like a fun little snacky element to school yes, lunches totally. or sometimes I'll quickly make a batch that we have as like a, an appetizer in between dinner and like after school kind of yep. situation. Yes. So are there other proteins that we should add? We kind of talked about this, but I feel like, you know, deli, not forgetting about deli meat and not maybe just buying it in like sliced sandwich form. Although that's great because you can do like roll ups and sandwiches and stuff, Mm -hmm. but you can also have them cut it into like almost steak thickness for you and then do cubes, which are really great for snacky lunches. And for putting it on a stick. Yeah, or putting in a salad of of like, Mm -hmm. you know, a quinoa salad with a bunch of veggies. And then you've got like smoked turkey that you put in there. Super good. And then the like other obvious deli thing of a rotisserie chicken and maybe buying one specifically for making lunch stuff. And maybe you do like the drumsticks one day and then you take the breast and you turn that into salad or something else for the rest of the week. I love the thighs for. A quesadilla that goes into the lunch, too. And, you know, as your kids get older and, you know, they're eating more, they want a heartier lunch, I sometimes will also just buy one steak (laughs) (laughs) and then cook it, like, on Sunday night in a pan really quick, slice it thin and have it on hand for, like, steak sandwiches or steak salad that I'll do like cubed cheddar and like pepperoncini and, you know, so that it has like a ton of flavor and like good hearty protein. My boys love steak. So you can do the same. It's not as easy as buying a pre-roasted chicken from the market, but that's an option too. And if you just get like a nice lean, thin steak that you can quickly pan fry, you know, you're talking about a 10 minute investment on Sunday night. Yeah. Or I'm a, I mean, probably this is harder with your three dudes at home, but like, I'm a big proponent of like, if we're going to buy flank steak, I'm going to probably buy the biggest flank steak that we can afford and know that we're only going to eat half of it when we cook it that night and then just have intentional leftovers for the rest of the week. You know, what's so funny is that I recently uh, did an interview with Jill Castle. Yeah. She's a former guest and friend of the show. And she has four grown kids and we were talking about strategies for dinner, for back to school. And I said something about like, you know, double it up. And then, you know, you have, you know, leftovers for dinner, you know, all the things that we talk about on the show here. And she laughed and she was like, I have to say, 
you know, doubling would do nothing in my yeah, house. They would like that would be dinner is over. And I was like, actually, it's true <laughs> that that has started happening in my house too. So I really like have to do something that's separate or I have to start like tripling recipes. So like yeah. I'll just get like, you know, a sirloin tip or something like something really lean trimmed already, like one and I cut it, I cook it separately and cut it separately. But yeah, like you cook it secretly. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Nothing here. Okay. But it's different strategies for different families. So I was just shouting out nextovers or yes. intentional leftovers as a strategy for doing steak also ground meat like is a great thing yeah. to put in your grocery cart we have a whole episode on it but like making meatballs making little hamburger patties doing a bunch of like ground meat and then flavoring it for salads or to turn into tacos is a great way to make a week of lunches and also, if you are a supporting listener, you have access, or if you become one at any point, you will still get access to our Trader Joe's bonus episode. And there are lots of ideas in there. That was about dinner in our minds, but especially if you have older kids and an air fryer or something where you're just like prepping a couple of things really quickly, like we've talked about cooking pasta, throwing tofu in the air fryer, there are a ton of ideas there as well. Yes. Oh man, you saying that made me be like, oh, we didn't even talk about like the frozen proteins that you could grab, yeah. like chicken nuggets or yes. cooked chicken, sausage, so many sausage. Like sausage patties. Remember we talked about egg sandwiches, yeah. like scramble an egg, sausage patty, and English muffin, breakfast sandwich and lunch is great. Or just a so like Oliver likes the sausage patty, but like he doesn't necessarily need the whole thing. So I'll just throw that's a sausage patty yeah. in there. <laughs> that's Emmett too. He's like, yeah. I would just need that. I would be happy with just a pound of sausage. Totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. <sighs> okay. Moving on from proteins, there's the whole category of fruits and veg. You have like lunchbox vegetables that you buy every week, which include what? Mini peppers. Yeah. Baby so tomatoes. Bell pepper. Cherry tomatoes, always. Those are Oliver's favorite forever. Do you know the story about how that became his favorite? No. Isaac, when he was very, very little, was such an adventurous open eater. He made me feel very proud of myself. Little did I know it probably had less to do with me than I was willing to admit. Yeah. Um, but tomatoes were the one thing he didn't like. And I remember doing an interview with this pediatrician who wrote Feeding Baby Green. His name is Dr. Alan Green. And he mentioned in passing that tomatoes are like the number one vegetable that kids don't eat. Like they'll eat ketchup and tomato sauce, but they won't eat tomatoes. And it was an example of something. I can't remember. And for whatever reason in that, when I hung up on that interview, I, Oliver was just starting solids. And I was, I said to myself, I'm determined for this child to like tomatoes. <laughs> I'm going to make a point uh -oh, here okay. that it's about exposure. And I just kept giving him tomatoes and he didn't like them at first. Eventually he liked them. And to this day, cherry tomatoes are his absolute number one favorite vegetable. It's so funny. I feel like it's my little experiment, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so avocado, bell peppers, cherry tomatoes, cucumbers, carrots. Think about different shapes, baby carrots, bulk carrots, shredded carrots. Oliver likes radishes, so sometimes I buy radishes. Celery, I think, is a good one, although I don't buy it because he doesn't love celery. Edamame, you mentioned, is a great one. And sometimes snapper snow peas. Yeah, that's a big one, actually, for my kids. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Mine are, like, iffy on it, but it's a really good one. 
Yes. What else? Did I miss anything that you buy? Okay, just recently, just this summer, I started buying kale for school lunches and making like more. I know, I know. That sounds so like bougie, like, oh, I'm a food editor. My kids eat kale, which is never, ever the goal for Didn't I Just Feed You. We joke about this a lot. It's like just to have healthy eaters, but like massaged kale salads that are super simple, whether it's just like an avocado, some lemon juice, and a little bit of vinegar sort of like worked into it, they will eat a little bit of that. Or I'll do things like throw it into a frittata or scrambled eggs as a way to like check off the veggie in their lunchbox. Nice. Without it being so just like you're eating kale. Totally. Totally. My kids like kale chips too. Yeah. Oh, that's like a whole great. Okay. So not like the veggie straw chips, but at many grocery stores, you can get the like freeze dried veggies, whether it's like snap peas or carrots or whatever. Those are really great for lunch boxes. And even though that feels like a fun snack, that totally counts as a vegetable. A hundred percent. So should we talk about Oh, we didn't talk about fruit. I was like, so should we talk about fun snacks? <laughs> I'm ready to jump ahead. <laughs> well, fruit feel, does fruit feel like the easiest part? Like my kids actually really love fruit. So it's easy right now to like have watermelons and peaches and strawberries. And then as we get into the winter, we'll just do like apples and citrus fruit and all that feels like easy-ish. Yeah. But I'm thinking about like, you know, in the depths of winter, buying frozen raspberries and then making like chia jam that you can put on peanut butter and jellies or sun butter and jellies, whatever it might be in your school. And then like apple chips and freeze dried fruit. Those are all really like great and easy ways to get fruits in. Do you pack always both a veggie and a fruit? I do just because my kids like their fruit and veggie that both of my kids like. Like. But I have a friend whose son doesn't love fruit. Yeah. And so I wouldn't bother, but he eats vegetables and he, you know, he likes them. So just double up on the veggies. Um, And also, I think it's more common to hear that kids like fruit and not veggies. And I know that stresses some parents out. You know, we could talk about it in the context of their overall diet, but that's not what we're talking about here. For school lunch in particular. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, like double up on the fruit and maybe look into some interesting ways to pack vegetables. Like we shared a recipe a little while back. I never want to say that we would hide veggies, but like if you're really struggling to get veggies in. You know, we have a recipe for sweet potato pie energy bites, for example. Like something like that and drizzle it with chocolate. I mean, you know, that counts, but I would not stress it. Um, Certainly not in the context of school lunch. Yeah, the only thing I would add about fruit is that, and I admit that you have to be willing to put the budget towards it because it can get a little bit pricier. But, you know, if you see an interesting tropical fruit at your market, sometimes they're less expensive in winter when they're in season in other places. And there's not much happening, at least in the Northeast. It's like apples and pears over and over. But like dragon fruit, if you can afford to just get one and experiment just to change it up and give some visual interest, I think that that's really fun. So like star fruit or prickly pear, passion fruit, dragon fruit are Pink all pineapple. really fun things. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll never. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to move on from it. Last no, it's okay. Know. I deserve it. But. 
but truly pink pineapple because there apparently there are places where you can get it much cheaper than what I paid. My kids also love mango. Mm. And then thinking about like seasoning fruit, I know that's weird, but mango, my kids love that tagine, tahine yes. sprinkle mm-hmm. on it. Um, a little sprinkle of Meldon salt on something really sweet. It's actually really good on mango. Dipping grapes in a little fancy sprinkles, easy candy, um, or putting a little drizzle. You know, if you have apple slices for the, you know, 50th day in a row, making a little sun butter dip with some yogurt and honey. So that yeah, there's something on the side. Or even just sprinkling with a little bit of cinnamon and brown sugar. Totally. Yes. Sometimes I put a little bit of honey in a dip container in the in Oliver's lunchbox because he loves honey so much and he can drizzle it on his fruit. But, you know, we talk about seasoning everything else. So, you know, it's a fun way to make fruit more interesting too. Yes. Before we move on from fruit, can I just, fruits and vegetables here. Um, you can pack smoothies for lunches. Oh, yeah. Which is a great if you're like struggling to get fruits and veggies in to deliver them uh, you can make them like in advance and freeze them in a thermos some people really like those little like squeeze pouches that you usually see applesauce in um you can freeze them directly in a thermos style kind of thing like um i'm thinking of hydro flask thermoses and there's even lunch boxes with built-in thermoses like an Omi box. I've done I actually have somewhere on the internet. We'll try to find it and link to it. It might be on Omi's Instagram. Like a smoothie bowl that you freeze in the thermos and then by lunchtime it's like beautifully thawed and it has fruits, tons of fruits and veggies in it too. I love it. And then you can add a whole bunch of like sprinkle-ons on the side. Yes. Right. Granola, actual sprinkles, more fruit, flaked coconut, and even top it with like some frozen fruit that will thaw by lunchtime too. So smart. Okay. Favorite part. Fun stuff. You know, I feel like this is so personal (laughs) because I do feel like the fun stuff should be stuff that your your kid likes and your family likes. So I don't know that my list is going to necessarily be helpful to your list if you're listening. So I will just say this. I'm going to throw out a couple of things that maybe, I don't know, I would couldn't say you hadn't thought of, but like, you know, I think popcorn is really great and can be used in a lot of different ways. It can be tossed with mini chocolate chips and sprinkles, or it can just be left plain, or you can do buy cheese powder on Amazon and toss it with that. Put that ramen seasoning on it. Put that ramen seasoning on it. Um, We talked about chips earlier as part of carbs, but, you know, I think when you go to the snack food aisle, if your kid is open to it and you are concerned about protein, which I would say step one is do whatever you can to not be concerned because your kid's probably fine. But also there are things like, have you seen like Benito's is a brand, Benito's Bean Puffs, there are quinoa chips. There are just a lot of different types of chips and puffs right now, and a lot of them have protein, and they serve as that fun snacky thing, but you can, you know, if it's something that you're thinking about, feel good about packing it. Granola bars, of course, granola mixes that you make yourself are just kind of trail mix that you make with a whole bunch of whatever your kid likes. You know, you can even have them put together, give them a mason jar and let them go ham in the snack drawer and do a whole bunch of stuff. You mentioned freeze-dried fruit and dried fruit. I think those are great. And then, of course, like, you know, cookies. (laughs) 
know, cookies, little snack cakes, mini muffins, and all that delicious stuff that has some carb and some sugar that gets your kid going, not too much that they're crashing and makes them just feel happy and ready to face the rest of the day. Yeah. Okay. I would go directly to dessert for fun stuff. I know that no one is surprised by that, but it can can be things like making uh, funfetti flavored little energy bites. So you're still eating like oats and protein in there. So fiber and protein, I should say, but also like I love a Rice Krispie treat. I think that's really easy to make. You can even make them together. And then if you cut them into little bite-sized squares, that can be lunchbox treats for a whole week or longer. I also, I've mentioned, I think I mentioned this in the fruits and veggie episode, but I think putting gummy vitamins or even your multivitamin, if you're like doing a highest style, like yummy flavored vitamin in the treat box is another great option. And then I would, I send candy. I know you're like, you don't want them to have too much because you don't want them to sugar crash. But I think like a couple of jelly beans or a couple of their favorite gummy candies, something that like just delights them can go in a well-balanced lunchbox. I totally agree. So that's our formula. Is there anything else? I feel like that's a really good shopping list. This (laughs) is the point where I would just like throw it to our listeners group because I know that even though you've written this article a hundred times, I bet there's stuff that like you haven't thought of that are because our listeners group, they're just like, they're geniuses basically. Always. So you guys... We want to hear what you think. Join our community by visiting didn'tijustfeedyou.com slash community. We offer a free listeners group, so you don't have to become a supporting member to join us there. There is a message board and there's tons of great stuff and tips that are being shared and support. It's the best place on the internet. But of course, if you are interested in becoming a supporting membership, that comes with major bonus stuff, including two exclusive bonus episodes every month, live events, lifetime access to a private Instagram feed, and more. Yes. Speaking of Instagram, you can always find us there where we are at Didn't I Just Feed You. Of course, Stacy is at Stacey Billis and I am at Megan underscore Spawn. You can also t- subscribe to our newsletter from Instagram, like the link in our bio or from our site. And let me tell you, uh, we low-key have a delicious recipe every single Tuesday that goes out. And then Friday, we have um, this like Friday finds newsletter. So there are tips in there. There's like our favorite products, new ways to shop. I know recently we mentioned umami cart, which is like a great way to find new and interesting ingredients. That's not a, a sponsorship. I'm just saying like, we're talking about grocery shopping and we didn't even talk about that. You don't have to go to the grocery store to find so many of these great things. Another sidetrack for this episode. Uh, so <laughs> be sure to subscribe to our newsletter. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Dan and I Just Feed You wherever you get your podcast so that you don't miss a single episode. A humongous thank you to our editor, Samantha Got Sick. I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well fed until next week. Isaac, do you like to cook? A little bit. It depends what. What's your favorite dish that I make? I don't know. I like all of them, or most of them. Oh, why did you change it to most? Because some of them I don't like the foods. <laughs>